Hello and welcome to Jungle Gym from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Presenting the adventures of Jungle Jim. The adventures of Jungle Jim broadcast weekly over this station are dramatized from the full-color action pictures to be found in the Comic Weekly, the world's greatest comic supplement that comes to you each week with your Hearst Sunday newspaper. Join the 11 million adults and 6 million youngsters who make their weekends more enjoyable reading the world's greatest comic and adventure pictures by the world's best artists featured in every issue of the Comic Weekly. Insist on the Sunday newspaper that brings you the Comic Weekly. A sinister campaign of death and terrorism is directed against Jungle Jim in his efforts to find the young wife of an American planter who has been spirited away by some mysterious native cult in the Malay jungle. First, the home and buildings of the American are destroyed. Then, his native servant and Kolo narrowly escape death in a trap the mysterious enemy set for them. Then, Jungle Jim decides to split his forces in two groups. One party headed by Stacy and Kolo, and the other by Jungle Jim himself. As Kolo and his party head northwest, Jungle Jim follows a fresh trail to the northeast. Everywhere along the trail, Jim finds clues that indicate Stacy's wife and her abductors are not far ahead of him. He reaches a riverbank at sundown, and there all clues and footprints disappear. So Jim decides to set up camp for the night. He instructs his native trackers to make one final search for clues, but the search is speedily interrupted when one of the natives, with a scream of terror, runs toward Jim and falls dead at his feet. You said he'd been killed with a native arrow, Jim. Certainly, Lil. Look at the wound. I know an arrow wound when I see it. Well, come here and take a close look at this wound in his back. It's very small and shallow. Yeah, you're right, Lil. The arrow didn't penetrate very deep. Uh Uh-uh. Not deep enough to kill him. It wouldn't have fallen from the wound. No. So, obviously, that arrow was poisoned. With a quick and very deadly poison at that. Absolutely. Why, the fellow didn't run any more than 50 yards. With a small wound like that, the poison must have been awfully powerful to kill him in that short space of time. Well, those murdering devils have struck again. This is another warning to us to lay off. Yeah. But if they think I'm going to stop, they're wrong. But first, we must find that arrow. Well, that should be easy. The boy was right over there on the edge of the clearing when he was hit. He ran straight to us, so it must have fallen out between this spot and the edge of the clearing. Moko! Yes, Master Jim? Get the boys together and search the ground between here and the edge of the jungle by the river there. Yes, sir. Find the arrow that killed this boy. Yes, Master Jim. Well, come along, Lil, and bring a rifle. I'm going to help in that search, too. You come along and watch the jungle along the edge of that clearing there. And if anyone shows themselves, shoot first and investigate later. Okay, Jim. There's nothing I'd like better than to find one of those murdering devils. I'm afraid the death of this boy may have had a bad effect on the others. Yeah. They were talking among themselves and looking pretty well scared. We'd be in a fine fix if they took this thing to heart and decided to desert us and take no more chances. They may be too scared to leave. They'd probably think they'd be as safe with us as they would be trying to go back over that jungle trail to the boat. Well, I hope you're right about that, Jim. I'll go ahead, Lil. You remain here and keep a close watch on the jungle up there. Well, 
Darkness is setting in too fast to do any more searching tonight. It seems to me with the four of you covering this small patch of ground, you ought to have found an arrow easily. That is, if there really was an arrow. I'm beginning to think he was killed some other way. There was no other way, Lil. He was killed with a poisoned arrow, all right. Well, then where is it? You said yourself it didn't penetrate deep enough into his back to stick there, so it must have fallen out. All right. He was right there when he screamed. He ran in a straight line almost right to us in front of the tent. Just that short stretch of ground. The arrow must have fallen out somewhere there, and yet you can't find it. For the simple reason that there's no arrow to be found. Why? Because, Lil, I'm convinced it was picked up again by the murderer who shot it. Oh. It's all perfectly simple. The boy had his back right on the edge of the clearing. Yeah. The arrow was fired with just enough force to cut in the flesh. Uh-huh. The sting of pain caused the boy to straighten up with a jerk. The arrow fell to the ground. We were watching the boy and didn't notice an arm reach out, retrieve the arrow, and disappear. Sounds logical enough. Why would they want to reclaim the arrow? To destroy all trace of evidence, possibly. Well, we'd better not linger out here any longer. Or someone might take a pot shot at us. Let's get over there by the light of the fire. What are you going to do about the dead boy? I told Moko to detail two of the boys to dig a grave and bury him. You'd better make arrangements for a pretty strong guard tonight, too. We might get another visit from those savages before morning. I've taken care of that, too, Lil. But somehow, I don't think we'll be bothered again tonight. When sleep had overtaken everyone except the guards at Jim's camp, and the native guard, armed and ready, was watching suspiciously every flickering shadow, something was happening a short distance up the river from Jim's camp. A swift canoe glided silently out of the heavy undergrowth along the bank and drifted away from the direction of the camp. In the dim light... The two women occupants, one a white woman sitting bolt upright in the bow, and behind her the shrouded and stooped figure of a native woman. Scarcely audible, a voice floats out upon the night air. Your work has been well done, fair daughter of the gods. Straight and true, the arrow flew, finding its mark and leaving its swift drink of death to course through the body of the unclean intruder. Your word is my command. Your will, my will, always, always and forever. It is well. Obedience is the noblest of all virtues when it serves the will of the gods. Where now is the arrow, swift-winged messenger of death? Here at my side, carried safely from those who seek to find it. What would you have me do with it now? Take it up and point it downward to the water's edge. I do so, even as you speak. Now release it and let it find its final resting place deep in the waters of the river to be lost forever. Its secret locked away from those who try to fathom it. The anger of the gods has been appeased. Now shall there be peace. Not yet. Not yet. For even though you have found favor in the eyes of the gods, our task is not yet finished. We must go onward with the work at hand. I will. Your word is my command. Your will is my will, always, always and forever. 
Well spoken, fair daughter of the gods. Now rest, sleep, sleep to the music of the night wind and the water. Sleep, sleep, sleep. Far down the river in the same direction in which the mysterious canoe is headed is another camp where young Stacy's party with Jungle Jim's faithful servant Kolo as its headman is resting for the night. Seated alone at the campfire, Kolo sits on guard, alert to any danger. Suddenly, Stacy stumbles from his tent. Uh, what be wrong, Mr. Stacy? You no sleep. Everything quiet. Kolo watch good. Nothing happened. I know all that, Kolo. As a matter of fact, I was asleep. I was fast asleep, but I... I had a very strange dream, and it disturbed me so much I woke up. You'll be very tired. You're not used to long march in jungle all day. Make nerves upset. Then you dream. No, Kolo. I was perfectly all right when I went to sleep, but suddenly I seemed to hear my wife's voice. It was very strange and distant. She was talking like she used to when she was under the spell of those jungle drums. Mm, you worry much. Think all day about Mrs. Stacy. That make you dream. No, no, it wasn't that. I could just barely see her... She seemed to be floating toward me. I had a strange feeling that she was coming toward me. Her voice was plainer, more distinct, but she didn't appear to be talking to me, but to someone else, whose voice I couldn't hear. Strange, Kolo, but nothing she said made sense to me. But somehow I felt that what I heard was not in a dream, but in reality my wife speaking to someone. It may be all a dream, but somehow I think it was real. Mr. Stacy, you go back in tent. Try to sleep again. If you not sleep, Kolo give you small powder, help you sleep. Soon be time to change guard. Native boy, take my place. Now, don't try to change the subject, Kolo. Listen, you're an Oriental. You travel with Jungle Jim and know of the many mysterious powers of the strange tribes and cults. Somewhere, someone has cast a dastardly spell over my wife, completely changing her. Do you think they might even extend their powers Kolo to... think be better you go to sleep. Maybe boy come to take guard now. Kolo go to sleep. <coughs> what in the devil is wrong with him, Kolo? Kolo not know. I think he sees something. I ask him. He says something bad happened. He sees something. Afraid to tell Kolo. He say best all go back quick. No, no. Find out what's wrong. Make him tell you, Kolo. If there's something wrong, we ought to know. Kolo, find out, Mr. Stacy. Better maybe you go in tent first. No, I'm going to stay right here until I find out what it is. It suddenly frightened him. Ask him. Make him answer. Oh, why do? He say better we turn back. Leave country before death come. What does he mean, before death come? He no tell that. All he say, better we all go back. I want a thorough explanation. You get it, or by heaven I will. No, no, Mr. Stacy, you wait. Be quiet. Kolo talk again to boy. What's the matter with him? Why does he keep on gibbering Wait. like a maniac and pointing to me? Wait, please, Mr. Stacy. I find out. She say, High priest, deal bad magic, mark man for death. Soon death come here. Find sign, then very bad. Someone die quick. Who? 
How does he know? Make him tell you why. He tell me why, Mr. Stacy. Someone come in night. He say, mark man who be close to death spirit. Look, Mr. Stacy. Mark on your arm how it come there. It be signed. The devil. Why, there is. I, I never saw that before. I, I washed before I went to sleep. That mark wasn't there then. It, it must have happened while I was asleep. Boy, he's right. That be the mark of death. What is the strange power that seems to hover over the expedition? Is there some strange psychic relationship between the scene on the river and Stacy's dream? Has the sinister power that seems to control Stacy's wife a similar effect on young Stacy? Or will the next poison arrow find its mark on him? Don't miss the next exciting episode in the adventures of Jungle Jim. Remember, you can follow these adventures in the full-color action pictures which appear in the Comic Weekly, the world's greatest comic supplement containing the best full-color adventure and comic pictures. Remember, no other comic supplement can give you the top names of cartoon land, like the list of all-star favorites to be found in the Comic Weekly. The whole family follow the fun and frolics of Popeye the Sailor, Tilly the Toiler, Barney Google, and the Little King, the impish antics of Skippy, the Katzenjammer Kid, the immortal Mickey Mouse, as well as the exciting adventures of Flash Gordon and Jungle Jim. Join the 11 million adults and 6 million youngsters who every week find the greatest of home entertainment in the Comic Weekly, which comes to you with your Hearst Sunday newspaper. More thrilling radio adventures of Jungle Jim will be heard at this same time next week over this same station. Be sure to tune in.